Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Mark Cunningham. I'm Matt Green. And I'm Steve Hildrew. Welcome to Countercharge. So I'm here today on, on Friday night as well. We're giving up our Friday evening. Not that any day is particularly any different from any other day at this point in, in lockdown UK. But nonetheless, we're here on a Friday night to talk about the new Kings of War Wikipedia, Panathor Wikipedia. And so uh, welcome to, to Matt and to Mark to the show. You've both been on the show before, but it's been a while. It's been, when, when were you on? Um, we had, you weren't on the same show, were you? Were you? We had a UK Tortillo special that you were on, Matt. Wasn't that right? Yeah. And, uh, I uh, remember. It's a while ago. It's been, it's oh, been a long while. And I had a, yeah, the shroud one. Ages ago, ages and ages ago, I think. Yeah, we try not to have you on too often. You're just a, a troublemaker. But, oh god, yeah. But given that you are Mark currently, I think the, the producer of about seventy-five percent of community tools for for Kings of War at this time. Uh, I think it's appropriate <laughs> we have you. We have you. <laughs> so for those who who aren't aware of who, who the pair of you are, let's start with you, um, Mark. Let's give the countercharge audience a little idea of uh, who you are, whereabouts in the world you hail from, um, and how you found Kings of War, and and uh, what you're up to. Uh, right, so Mark Cunningham, I'm from southeast of England, basically uh, south of London, so I'm a South Londoner type thing, mock me. Came into Kings of War through the club, Bexley Reapers Wargaming, war found it brilliant, got hooked, addicted to it straight away, and started doing tournaments with Grant Alexander, which are the Shroud of the Reaper tournaments. From that, met Matt and... They were starting to do the King of Hurts tournaments. Uh, and between us, we've grown the thing in the southeast with a few other tournament organisers. And it's a nice collective community in the southeast. And I've just got addicted to it. And I like, like the King's World, like the fluff behind it, like some of the mechanics, be- like the mechanics behind it. Get annoyed with some of the arguments behind it, but there you go. <laughs> Don't, don't you cause some of the arguments behind it, Mark? I, I usually, I'm going to write a blog, and, that, and that's how it starts, right? Uh, yeah, I get annoyed with some of the arguments, and then write a blog, and that creates even more arguments. Well, I think it's a, I think in their um, educated discussions, I think is, is where we go. <laughs> how about you, Matt? So give us, give us, uh, give us an idea of uh, who you are, what you're up to. Although Mark's done off of it for you, and then uh, we'll yeah, go from I, there. Um, I'm tournament organizer in the south, like Mark. I started playing Kings of War after trawling my way through various other games to try and find something cool to do in the evening with my friends. We liked Kings of War, it was good fun. We looked around for, a t- well, one of my friends wanted a tournament to play and we ended up going up north to play one because it was just mm-hmm. before Mark's, Mark had done his first ones. I think Grant had done one in the south east, but, but that was it. And after a few trips up north, which was lovely, we decided we really need something a bit closer. And I asked around and people said there isn't one. So I said, what can we do? And they said, we'll go and make one then. So we went, all right. So my friend Paul and I did. We met Mark through that. We met lots of other lovely people in the South, which was the point of doing it in the first place. And then we started doing, we did some tournaments. So we did some painting competitions. 
and then lockdown happened and we got a bit bored and started doing online type things like online gate um what's the universal battle tournaments and online painting competitions and um yeah ended up with the, the wiki that we're going to talk about today very cool i feel that of your painting competitions online only the first one really counted right because uh the winner of that i feel was really the most important winner because it was the first one would, would, wouldn't you say <laughs> I, we, we've had some uh, very illustrious winners shall we say hey it's the only thing i've ever won in my life that's good photography oh, yeah. that's my excuse so what's traditional in in uh on camp- touching that guy don't take that away from me. exactly that away exactly from me. <laughs> so what we're going to do on counter charges before we get into the content i have a little bit of a hobby update talk about what we've been doing in the hobby mark what have you been doing any hobby in between designing every website known to man model wise no because i've been waiting for my ratkin to come through which has now come through and it's now just i've got to cut apart a 40 odd centimeter boat to then start basing my rat uh, painting up and basing my rats are they going to be rats leaving the sinking ship quite literally uh it's going to be rats leaving a slave ship so they're slave rats which are coming out of a slave ship and yeah it's basically the idea being that when i join all the units back up together it's it's its own display board that's awesome now you're one of the original proponents of uh see nobody played ratkin slaves and then you started playing ratkin slaves how have you found them because you're fair to say they they were tough to start with have you have you found oh, your yeah. way with them now two thousand points i'm still i found my niche on it uh, uh i think it's mike smith has got his own variation and that's working for him at 2,300, I found a list which I enjoy playing and opponents enjoy playing me. doesn't mean it wins all the time. I just enjoy playing it. And that's got, I think it's 9 or 11 exploding units in it. It's fun. Nice. Nice. Someone was, um, no, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about playing someone with nine with, with 11 exploding units. And I thought to myself, I bet they played Mark Cunningham. <laughs> somebody, what have you been playing or somebody online? Yeah, I don't do normal. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so, Matt, how about yourself? Have you been getting up to any hobby? I've got a small goblin army on the go at the moment, using, well, starting off with the older Mantic goblins, and now I've got some of the nice new plastics to add to it. I've got a nice little mincy unit that I'm making at the moment, but putting putting the new plastics in as a crew. That's quite good fun. They're about it at the moment, to be honest. You've got to do one of the mince crew with gold hot pants. Gold hot, you what? You, oi. You've got <laughs> gold hot are terrifying. I agree with that one. It's uh, it's a fashion choice for I think the discerning tournament goer. I think it's what we're saying. <laughs> for the quiet. <laughs> I am finding it's, it's harder and harder. I finding it to do pop to do hobby with like nothing to do it for. Sometimes, do you know what I mean? I, th- I think that's where I've got to as well. I've been spending most evenings at the minute playing The Witcher 3 on PlayStation. Just got really into it. I literally can't stop it. It's got a little bit of a talk. But I did, um, I bought some Mantic Whites because I've been wanting some Whites um, for a while to go in my Undead Army. And I found some and they really are the most amazing models. They're metal, so they're way a metric ton, but they're just brilliant, brilliant models. So I finally got some of those and I've been painting them. And then um, I left the living room door open by mistake and my dog went in and ate them. So they were part painted. Wow. Well, they were on this cork. The dog, all right. The dog's fine. Well, he just chewed them. He didn't eat them. Eat them. They were on a cork base, and he just loves chewing wood and cork and stuff. And so basically, he just basically ripped them off the base, chewed them up a bit, spat them out, and just chewed the cork up. So 
what was amazing is the metal is so imagine if that was a resin or a, or a plastic model that'd be gone right it'd be absolutely finished yeah. but they're so heavy that i literally could just bend them back into shape and i just can repaint them and they're absolutely fine so uh, plus one for metal models here it was quite discouraging to be fair. i got them to, <laughs> i got them to the point where i'm like hey yeah i like the color scheme i think it's looking good i've done the first level of highlight brilliant and dog ate them and i'm like well one is anyone want to buy a dog <laughs> is it a number one question <laughs> Anyway, I'm back up with that, so that's what I've been doing in Harvey. So anyway, we are here this evening to talk about uh, the Kings of War wiki, which I'm slightly disappointed isn't called the Kings of Wiki, uh, to be honest. It really should it's be. A ca- it's a cow wiki. A cow wiki. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. cow wiki. So the question for you guys is, uh, why, why are Kings of War wiki? I think of the people recently, I think I was the first person to, to bring it up recently. I've been watching uh, Warhammer Total War videos because I'm that kind of nerd. And the bloke who was doing them was looking up characters on the wiki, on the on the um, the Warhammer wiki. And I thought, oh, that's that's a good idea. And it's been a long time since I'd read any of the Warhammer stuff. So I was looking on the Warhammer wiki and reading all the cool things. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go and read the Kings of War one now and Googled it and couldn't find one. And I sort of asked online and said, oh, is there a Kings of War wiki? And people went, well, there's a, there's a Mantic Games wiki, but that that's more kind of, you know, what games do Mantic make? And there's one D4 Chan, and that's kind of more tactics and jokey stuff. And, and there isn't one. So, like with the tournaments, I thought, mm, all right, then let's kind of make one. So I asked around if anybody online wanted to help make one, and a few people sort of said, oh, I'd be interested, I'd be interested. And Mark said he'd be interested. And then, like half of my ideas, nothing happened for a few months. But the weirdest thing happened in the background. Mark was actually taking it seriously. <laughs> and started doing things and then he got back in touch with me and said yeah we, we're gonna do this yeah i've done so, it by the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've started here's two examples and two different oh. pieces of software i've uh, i've been looking at should we do it now and i thought oh all right yeah so well mark done. is the <laughs> most brilliant kind of but he's the i wish i had him at my job so i could just kind of sit there spewing out ideas and then i turn around and he's done them for me and i can take the credit it'd be absolutely amazing yeah, I think a dangerous mark, sorry, a bored mark, is one of the most dangerous things you can possibly have. Oh god! I think yeah. he, he needs to have something going, otherwise he would go slightly crazy. And um, at the moment, he's like taking his wiki idea, and you sort of blink, you look around, you're like, oh, I've written two pages. I feel really good of myself. Oh, Mark, you've written two hundred and forty pages. Okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, so what's the focus of this week? So there was obviously you, still, you talked about one D four chan, which is more. Um, tactics and, and the Mantic Games wiki is well, it's rubbish, isn't it? There's not a lot, <laughs> not a lot on there, which kind of I think it stopped early second edition. Um, so this is more uh, around fluff, is that right? Kind of the backstory and kind yeah, of, yes. of stuff, right? It's the fluff of Panathor, fluff of Kings of War, because everyone keeps saying, oh, there's not much fluff in in the universe. Oh, um, other game systems have more fluff, but then as soon as you start exploring down we are still nowhere near completed all the fluff or writing up, rewriting the fluff for all different characters for um, the whole Kings of War universe currently. Mm. And it's going and it's growing. So there are over 400 pages now of uh, Kings of War fluff. And to me, that sounds like it's quite an expansive universe. That's one of the things that I've, because I've, I've been, uh, doing a little bit of it and 
what really surprised me is that how is how much depth there is in, in there and it's actually you know quite exciting narrative depth it's hidden really in the rule book because i kind of wonder how many people really read the fluff in the rule book and then complain about there not being enough fluff what they're looking for is stories and kind of depth and stuff right and it is there it just kind of needs teasing out right oh god yeah and it's um i'm still discovering more god names and that's my geeky side coming out on that part because i like finding them they're almost like um hidden little easter eggs in yeah. all different stories and to the point that i thought they were just the oh what they're called again the original gods the prima oh, primators or prima something rather which is koran etc etc and you've got the celestians which then split to the um shining ones and wicked ones but you've also got a couple of other different types of gods which are only mentioned in one or two places within the, the volumes of the books, which I think is really cool. Like Corgan as well. So there's like the older gods, right, that are part of the older universe, which are occasionally mentioned. And there's a whole lot of information now on him and his partner when there were the five... Oh, God, I've got to look it up. What are they called again? Prima... Not Prima Donnas. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm opening it. Yeah, say they Primogenitors. And yeah, there's five of those. But also, there are two other god types. Uh, so if you look on the wiki, you can see these other two god types. So you've got the Primogenitors, Celestians, Shiny Ones, and Wicked Ones, which a lot of people know about. But there are two other god types, which are only mentioned in a few different places within the books. That's interesting, isn't it? So, I mean... What state kind of is the is the wiki in now? So you've said we've got about four hundred odd pages. In terms of uh, where we've got to, you know, in terms of completeness, how would you rate it? Factions wise, it's pretty much about around about the ninety odd percent on the factions themselves. Uh, I just need to add army lists, army breakdown in each one. Character wise, there is still a chunk chunk of change to go through on those. Version 3, main book, and Uncharted Empires. There are still a few characters I need to grab from them. Similar, I think I've got all the ones from Edge of the Abyss, but I've just got to double check on that. And help you for if I know there's a couple more characters I need to actually put in from that. But also there's the older books as well, which I need to try and find my copies, or try and get a copy of those, is to look for the... Um, older characters which were potentially a edition one character only i would still like the fluff from those mm. i think how finished it is kind of depends on what you're using as the a benchmark if you look at something like the warhammer wikis and things like that there's an awful lot of content and there are there's sort of hundreds and hundreds of characters with very large amounts of story behind them there's a lot of characters in kings of war like mark said there's a lot in the rule books and things like that when you look at things like Dungeon Saga, there's generally you know, the, the four characters that are your four playable pieces and the baddie, and that's generally about it. But then you get little references to other people, and it, it kind of depends on how deep you want to go. If you just start off with just main characters, well, then we can probably get, with a little bit of help from from the public, we can probably get most of those done quite quickly. But then you start hearing little references to people. So... Um, You've got Kapoka, the um, the Gladewalker Druid. I've done it. We did an article on him. That was a reasonably long article. 
but then you discover that in the Green Tide um, book, he was fighting Glug, the orc, the um, troll boss. Well, that's an interesting sort of name for a character there, and it's and it appears to be a troll who was leading an, an orc war band. Well, that's an interesting idea. That's sort of quite different. There's not a lot about him, but if you start doing those types of characters, of characters where you could write a paragraph at most, because that's all you can find, um, suddenly there's there's hundreds and hundreds of these people that you could add, and then you throw in the novels by you know the Winged Hussar chaps. The number of characters that can crop up in a novel is obviously you know huge, you know massively larger. So we can probably keep on going, adding new characters for for quite a while. I think it depends what people want to use it for. So, so you know, in what Mark was saying earlier about people seem to think that there was no there was no narrative for Kings of War. There was no fluff. And you said a lot of people might have got the rule book, but they've, they've not read the rule book. And I think there's a kind of a chicken and the egg thing there. You don't tend to read it unless you're invested in it, but you don't get invested in it until you know some of it. And you don't know some of it until you've read it. Novels are a good way of getting into that. I care far more about Basileia or Basilia or however you pronounce it. Now I've read a couple of um, a couple of the Wing Tassar novels that that feature those those sort of characters, um, and I wonder whether a wiki would allow people to dip in, read a little bit, get a bit more interested, and then go off and read the other things without having to sort of look at a massive block of text and think, well, Celestians, what are they? And Wicked ones, and I haven't heard of those yet. Perhaps you can pick out a few characters and then build up from that. And then go back and read some of the big, the big tome documents. Absolutely, I think um, some of that depth comes from, you know, some of its plan. But I think we have to kind of acknowledge that a lot of the early Kings of War fluff, it was really just made up as it went along, right? And what's really mm. interesting is that they've made the odd reference to this person, but there is some kind of sequence to it. So this stuff about Kapoka, he's he's come back a number of times, right? In Dungeon mm. Saga, in two different Dungeon Saga books, and then in Harpy's Rift. So he's actually a recurring character, and there's, a, there's, there's quite a lot of stuff in there to draw out that is quite nice. Um, and for me, what I really like is Kings of War, a lot of it is, uh, the attraction of it is that you can really put your own stamp on it, right? It's not set down in stone. Nobody can tell you that you've got the wrong coloured trousers on your on your, bas- on your, your Basileans or whatever, right? Because it's really a world you can define for yourself. And what's nice about um, going into the Wikipedia and, and, and finding out a little bit more about some of the stuff that's going on is that there's little mentions. The people have just put a lot of love into the stuff they've created and little mentions of places and that, that have got a lot of flavour waiting to kind of be drawn out. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, let me find the example I was thinking of because I was, I was doing some stuff uh, in the successor kingdoms. Here we are, Valentica. Right, so I pulled the stuff out about Valentica, and it's uh, it's it's got this guy called Lord Darvled, who's like this dictator that rules over Valentica, and it's kind of a fascist dictator that hates other races, and it's got this like all this little bit of background. It's only a couple of paragraphs, but there's this huge amount of depth in there waiting to be drawn out, and you kind of think all of that is hidden and people don't know it's there, and it's actually quite fun to put it out as part of the wiki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and it's 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 uh, you know one of my bits which I want to. Uh, as soon as I've got the fractions done or I might when I get bored and come back to that is I'm going to go through sounds stupid the uh, newspaper the Primate Primate Pilgrim Primate Pilgrim yep 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 basically because you've got a good few characters which you can start fleshing out from that as well 
i.e. the Brazilian fleet commander, Sir Reginald Horsham. You've got a Simon Cowell, you've got Ronnie the Bard, which has got a little bit of mentions in there, etc., etc. And it's all of those little snippets which start building up the fluff of the world. Mm. I think we've got to give credit here to the people sort of working for Mantic that have been starting to organise this. They must have started with unorganised chaos of, and then tried to bring it together. I mean, Matt Gilbert, I think, is it Matt Gilbert's kind of in control of the, the sort of that side of it at Mantic. And he, I think his kind of vision is, is, is pulling everything into to place. And then the various people, the people doing the RPG, the people writing the books are all, Kind of bringing that together. You talk about that Valentica as a, as a place you, you sort of you've noticed on the map and things. Well, it, it starts to show up in Mark's, not our Mark, well, not this Mark, but the other Mark's um, Pious novel that's coming out in the next week or so, I think. He mentions Valentica in that and people from that as well. So it's starting to pull those things together. They're starting to appear in different places and, and you'll start to recognize that name. You were saying that then and I thought, hang on a minute, I've recognized that, that name not from what you were just talking about, but because I read it in something else. And you're starting to get the feeling that it is a world that is connected. You've got people like um, Kieran who's been doing all the maps. And he's obviously sat down and looked up and found all the name places and put them all on a map. And suddenly it actually makes sense. And this world that was obviously originally a kind of veiled version of the real world, just like the old world for, for Warhammer with a veiled version of the real world, but now it's becoming its its own kind of world. And Basileia's not just the exact shape of of um the Byzantium um empire with a with, with most of the narrative taken from that. It's become its own sort of place and it's a it's, yeah. It's starting to feel a little bit real if you look deeply enough into it. And that's what I like is not all fluff's the same fluff for everyone. And people get into it from different areas of fluff, and which is great. And that's what the Wikipedia's for, the wiki's for, is so all of those areas of the fluff can be explored. Very cool. So how how did you decide kind of what's the structure? How do you decide what to put in and how to categorise it? How did you come up with that kind of tree structure for for starting? I wouldn't even know where to start. Oh, that trial and error, seeing what works, and it's basically knowing that almost everything hangs off the factions. From the factions, you get the different races. From the different races, you get the different people. And then it's the areas and lands they touch in. So each one of those start becoming their own category in their own right. So the legends or heroes of Panathor are all the different characters which have been mentioned somewhere. The lands are all the different areas from realms right down to villages and streams, which have been mentioned in the various publications. And the various different races, the gods, and of course the timeline. And start. it's also start slotting in before the RPG, RPG comes out, because apparently that's got its own timeline bit on, which may correct a few things on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but at the moment, this is the timeline as we can work it out. And you say it's worth it's worth getting all this done as well before the RPG, because the RPG is going to contain a whole raft of stuff you're going to need to whack into here as well. So it's going to be a whole another another piece of work when that comes out, right? And every time a new comes out, when the League of Infamy comes out, you're going to have to start again, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, it's not it's not so much start again. It's 
add two. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, don't yeah. know. <laughs> Chuck it in the bin and start again. Start working again. Yeah. <laughs> we can't rest on our laurels. We need to keep No, exactly. Well, that's that's the good thing about a growing, expanding universe is that it, it grows and it expands, right? And it becomes more and more mm. deep. But actually, how I, if I was, I, I don't know what Matt, Matt Gilbert has back at Mantic to kind of keep his kind of store of canon, I suppose, um, intact, but. Having this on hand, I think, would probably be incredibly useful if you wanted to look up some stuff if you were a fiction writer or something like that. Is anything off limits? Is like, is anything in version one off? Is there anything we're not putting into to the wiki from Kings of War or the Panathor universe? Well, uh, stuff which hasn't been released. Yeah. <laughs> the um, but and also no spoilers for books is a I was going to say unwritten rule, but I've written it. Uh, so it's yeah. a written rule, but is. I want the, the the stories of the books, potentially uh, summaries of some of the battles, but no spoilers. I think you still need to be careful because, you know, we've got things such as character descriptions and stuff. Um, and to I think to a certain extent, readers that come on it and read it are going to have to be a little bit cautious. You know, you can't read Mark Barber. Um, he's one of the Wing um, Star authors, and he's written some of our um, posts and one of the ones he's written is for uh, character Orion from Steps to Deliverance and I haven't read his whole article yet because even though we're trying to avoid spoilers mm-hmm. I haven't finished reading Steps to Deliverance and I don't you know in case he's put something in there because you can't write about a character and not mention the things that they do in in the story but we can avoid the most glaring sort of day one you know storyline things if at all possible i think it's a and then they died i i think you can um i think you're not gonna be able to avoid spoilers and as as time goes on you know it's expected really isn't it that wikipedias do contain you can put in warnings about there being spoilers for certain novels i suppose but um i i i think it's kind of it's going to be a replete store of knowledge about the universe you're going to need to either put spoiler warnings or or continue the stories in there in some way aren't you yeah i think while, while it's in its infancy, if we can try and avoid the spoilers. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think knowing that potentially they could be in there. Yep. But it's, I think it's not consciously putting in the big yeah. plot point yeah. story. Don't start with it. Don't, don't stick it in the first yeah. and then ruin it before. So who's been, who's, you mentioned a couple of people already. Who's been, who's been helping so far with creating the, the, the wiki pages? Oh, we've had, so the, oh, there was a group of people that sort of, that first said they wanted to get involved. So there's um, Bob, Golden Troll Bob, Bob and Janice Bob. Um, he was talked a bit to begin with, and he was the person that suggested Kawiki as the as the name. So he needs uh, credit for that one. Mark's done something like 98% of Mark Cunningham, this Mark, has done <laughs> this sort of like the vast majority of of setting it up, working out the coding, writing huge swathes of it. I wrote some of the earlier sort of longer articles to give examples of articles although some of marks have overtaken that now then kieran sort of um joined us um so for those people people who don't know who kieran is he's the guy that draws all the maps for kings of war right mm. so he's you know a very very good person to incredible on, on board um Mark Marber, the author of Steps of Deliverance and Pious and, you know, slated to, uh, set to do a 
a number of the other books that are coming up. So, you know, having one of the actual authors of, of the novels, an amazing person to, to have on board. And then a few other people, um, Jefferson Thacker, the good, the amazing Steve Hildrew, everyone's favourite internet celebrity. Um, Come on! Um, that's the main, the sort of the main group of people that have been active writing the wiki. But then we've also sort of been in contact with other people. So we spoke to people at Mantic to begin with, and Ronnie got in contact with us and gave us his encouragement and said we could have a few documents and things. Um, Matt Gilbert's given us a little bit of advice and some suggestions on how to to word some of the legal side of things. We've had contact via Mark to some of the other people from Wing to Sar saying if there's any help that they need, if there's any resources we need. So it's been it's been really nice that all the kind of stakeholders in it, all of the, the real people that are involved in in making this fiction, they've kind of been involved and have been encouraging and said, oh, you know, this is good. We want you to do this. We want to help if you if you need it. Which is much better than kind of we could have done this sort of like fighting against people or or have just been completely ignored. But it's it's nice they seem to be in, wanting to be involved, even if they're leaving us to write it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they don't want to do the work. But there's kind of a semi-official air about it, right? It's not an official Mantic page, and they're very clear that they are not connected with the creation of this nor are they responsible for the content of it however they're very happy for us to use their material their images all their all their kind of copyrighted style material as the source of the wikipedia and it has their blessing is that fair to say yes we've certainly the images we'd said we would try and not copy word for word their text but we've got to use you know you couldn't do a wiki without using their ip names and places and things like that but the fact that they then sort of say you know, any images you want let us know and we'll you know we'll try and help out it means you don't you're not sitting there thinking at any point you could have a, a takedown notice or or some sort of ip infringement or copyright infringement thing and i think if there was any problems we get on well enough that they'd say well actually could you could you not do that you know some of the things that we've been given to look at there's been we'll have a look at it but but don't put it on the wiki until it's released. It's nice to know that they've got that trust in us and they know that we wouldn't be stupid enough to to, to put things up um, when they've asked us not to. So it's nice to have a sort of working relationship. It is unofficial and it is ours and it's not a Mantic product, but it's done with a very good working relationship with Mantic. Yeah, which is it's needed. It's done out of a love for for the product, right? And so I suppose mm. you know, they'd be stupid not to support something <laughs> like this, pretty much, unless it was just people going that this is balls. Although it was a terrible story, but it's actually annoyed that it's, it's drawing out the good stuff that's there, right? Mm. And like you said, the hope is that it's not just useful for people that are interested in it and want to read an interesting little snippet of a story and be shown where to go for the real stuff, but hopefully it's it might be useful you know like you said if you're if you're writing a new book or if you're writing a new um, supplement or you're on the rules committee and you want to find a new character it'd be nice to think that maybe what we've put together here is a a useful resource for those people somewhere to go and find it and and uh, a nice little index yeah and you've got a little list of the founders there in the contribution guidelines missing uh missing one, miss, missing one name there and they're just saying uh <clears throat> 
Just missing one name in the. It's not important. We'll just move on. It's fine. Don't worry. Who can? Who could edit it themselves? Yeah. Oh shit! Can you? You've left it open for editing. Smart. No. Oh, I can edit. It. I'm an editor. Yeah. I'll put myself in. I'll do it later. Great. What can? What can people help? So, being on Wikipedia, Wikipedia's typically aren't created by one person. Although people tend to do, you know, like Mark, they tend to do the body of the work. They're a community document, right? So, I assume but you would like some members of the community to step up because it's by no means complete. And we can't expect Mark to write the whole thing, not least with his spelling. Oh, I'm dyslexic as well. So <laughs> so what's the idea? What yeah. would you like people to help with? I think we wrote a list of things that people could do. Because when you say, would you like to help with the wiki? And people go, yeah. And then they stop and think about it and they go, oh, that means I have to write whole articles from scratch. And that's going to be really complicated. And it is nice to write articles. And if people can write new articles, then that's brilliant and we'd love people to do that but there are other sort of smaller jobs that people could do if they've got a little bit of spare time so like you said neither mark or i are known for being the best spellers in the world um and our grammar's not aren't you a school teacher should just for... <laughs> oh yeah yeah I'm a school teacher with an interactive whiteboard that does spell checking for me while i'm writing wow it's a different world it's a different world yeah um so yeah if people wanted to come on and read it through they could just be reading articles and if they spot a mistake an obvious mistake then they can change it because that's how wikis work they can go through and if they're reading an article and they they see a name mentioned and they think oh there should be an ask an entry for that they can mark it as a link and it turns red which kind of signals to other people please write an article for this one people can follow those red links if they see one if they then want to write the article that goes with it they can take an existing article if they know more and add something to it. So the first time I wrote the Kapoka, the Kapoka article, I hadn't actually read my copy of Halfie's Rift yet. So I'd missed out all the stuff that was in Halfie's Rift. And the image you get of Kapoka is, is very different. If, I, if that had been, you know, now with this all hopefully being live, people could have seen it and gone, oh, that's out of date. I'll just add that, that next bit to it. So or people can sort of add references. Oh, you know, that's an interesting article. I know they're in this book. I'll just add that to the bottom. So it doesn't need to be whole new articles. People can sort of dip their toe in with a sentence here or paragraph here or yeah. something like that. And it's quite addictive as well. Because I, mm. I, you know, I just popped in to have a look at it and I found, I'll oh, just add that page. There's a page that I can do that one. And I lost like two or three hours adding pages into it. And this time I need to stop and step away. And one of the things mm. is that we're lacking um, references for a lot of it, right? So a lot of it we've put some, mm. so I'm looking for example at the page for Naya Celestis now, which is, there's a small amount of information in there. We'd call it a stub, wouldn't we, in, in uh, proper mm. Wikipedia terms. But it doesn't say where where we learn about him and i know there's some stuff in steps to deliverance about him there's some stuff in the main in every main rule book about him so it'd be quite good if you if you had the time to add references so we know where stuff come from that would be a, a yeah good I, use. that was probably that was me being lazy because uh, i know matt's very good at adding references i wasn't uh because mainly i was reading through um the, the main rule book so uh it was all from one it, source it was basically it's it's the rule book it's the rule book or it's the rule book on chartered empires it's one of the two so unless it comes from anything other than that i wasn't overly worried about the references but i'll get your point <laughs> so it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if when we do an article it's not finished the first time that it's not complete that it is just a stub 
because other people can always come along and finish things. It can always be expanded. It can always be improved. It's not like, oh, would you mind writing um, an, an article for this magazine or would you mind writing a book? And oh, by the way, I'm sending it off to be published and it's going to cost thousands to get it printed and it blooming well better be right or it's going to be really embarrassing. You know, if you want to write an article, have a go. And if it gets changed, it gets changed. That's fine. Oh, my God. I've just found out that the captain in Kingdoms of Men has got a name. Yes. <laughs> Next, we're going to find out that Hero's got a name as well. He's called Alvaro Raposa. I never knew. Did any? Did you know this? Did anybody know this? This is a revelation. No. I didn't write that one. I wrote that one. <laughs> um, I've got. Yep, it's a grab back from all. Of, again, it's the hidden nugget, nuggets, there's which no, are in the uh, books. There's no reference for that though, mate. Yeah, I've got to put that. In. Where's that from? That's a. That's a. Lead. Tell you what. I'm, this that's is. It's main, too addictive. King's of War book. That's the main King's of War book. Jeez, there you go. Now I feel like a fool. So, it, and that's, but that's what I mean is there are these little nuggets which are hidden within the text in a big tomb, and the way the Wikipedia works is it gives you in little bite-sized chunks. Very much so. But we don't want people to if you're if you're adding stuff, we don't want people to cut and paste from the rule book PDFs and stuff, right? It no. shouldn't be just blocks of text. It should be a you know, a rewriting or a summarization, unless it's literally a stub, in which case probably fine. If it's, if there's just one paragraph about something, and I you know, Uhedral Library, for example, it's literally just one paragraph about the Uhedral Library, it's pretty hard to rewrite it. But for larger characters and stuff, we want really a summary rather than a, a rehash of what's in the rule books, right? Yeah. And it's important that everything we write comes from one of these sources and we don't write more than is actually there. I mean, after all, this isn't real stuff. It is all made up. So we can't kind of guess what happens in between because it never actually happened. So we have to look at what's there, rewrite what's there, but stick as close to the source material as we can. I mean, we had an interesting conversation with Mark Marler, who obviously wrote some of these characters. And he said, well, if I write my article on, on one of my characters, I know other facts about them. I know other things that in my head I intended for them to do. But does that go in the wiki? And we kind of had a chat and decided, well, no. If it hasn't made it into the book, if it hasn't been through Mantic, it hasn't been past Matt Gilbert, and it's not kind of sanctioned um, content, then it's not sort of like true enough yet. We want people to be able to look at this wiki and and think I'm seeing the kind of canon in its truest sense of a can be. I'm not seeing someone's sort of interpretation. It's not someone's gone, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if um, Magwar had, had gone and done this before he found Jews? I'll just add that bit into the story. If there's not a lot, lot there, then we can't write a lot. If there's a lot there, we can sort of summarise it and, and include much of it as we can. Which kind of almost adds to the fun because you're constantly searching for little nuggets and then you find something. You think, oh, I never knew that. I can go back and add that to the article. That that adds a bit more in there. But it's there. It's come from a book. It's it's as real as you're going to get. Yeah, it's part of the game. Made yeah. up. And what about in terms of, so if somebody's creating a new page, let's say if I go into one of the, the Legends and Characters page and I can see here that uh, Bracky Barker doesn't have a page yet at, at the time of recording. If I wanted to create Bracky's page, how do I create the template and make all that kind of stuff come out? Do I just cut and paste it from one of the other pages? Is there a way to do that? Should we just contact Mark? You know, is it in the guide? Should I have read the guide? I probably should have read the guide, right? 
it'll be in the guide. It will be. It will be in the guide because, um, yeah, yeah, we, uh, Kira, between us, we've been pl- working out how to do templates, but Kieran's found a way to actually import it through. So we just need to write that up into the guideline. Yeah, Kieran's pretty pretty cool guy. He's a mysterious guy, right? Sitting writing maps and developing templates and stuff. It's been really good. What's interesting is it's been a group of people, and everybody just came in saying, "I'd like to be involved in this," without any particular sort of feeling as to who was going to do what. And people have kind of moved into little groups. So Mark and Kieran have kind of become the the technical people. So I, you know. If I wanted to know how to do something, I'd probably ask one of them. I wouldn't go and sort of look it up myself. Um, if you want to know about gods, you go and ask Mark. If you want to know about places, Kieran's a person to ask. If you want to know about official characters, you can go off and you can ask Mark Marber. If you want to work out how to get it out to the outside world, you ask Steve Hildrew because he's a media mogul. You know, there's, there's different people. <laughs> um, um, Jefferson wanted to do more of the um, the links to the real game side of it, and we'll start adding that when we've got the fiction side of it finished. So different people have almost sort of carved out their little different departments. So the hope is when when the hordes of people flood to the wiki and read it and and throw their help at us, um, there's different people that people could go and ask for help from rather than everyone just going to, to me and me saying, go and ask Mark. Yeah, um, and then Mark being inundated. <laughs> so, so the contribution guidelines, to be, uh, just so people know where they are, on the front page of the of the Wikipedia. So we'll link it in the show notes. But it's not if you search for Kings of War uh, fandom because it's on fandom, which is a wiki site for for games. That takes you to the to the old game Mantic Games one. It's the Panathor Kings of War mm. fandom. So if you search, search for Panathor, Panathor fandom, but it is linked from the old one as well because that's publicly editable and we edited it with links to ours as well, right? Mm. so on on the main yeah. on the main page it's literally just underneath the title there's a little link that says kawiki contribution guidelines click on that first have a read so you know what you're at if you want to if you if you're interested in just reading it crack on if you want to edit have a little read of the guidelines that's the message right yeah absolutely and so you hope that people use this because with the rpg coming out as well there's kind of people creating campaigns and stuff is your hope that people kind of use this as a source book really for um creating their own stories within the world mm. Oh, yeah. And also with the lands and the way we're, we're trying to map that down is you'll get the continents or regions like um, Upper Mantica, Lower Mantica, etc., etc. And you'll be able to then see what realms are within those, what townships, forests, rivers, streams are within each one of those. So if you're creating a world for a campaign, you, you, you've got some basis of where you can actually start mapping out from mm. and you can find out people who've been in that area can't you and things like that and also it's if you're doing an rpg is then how long does it take to get from uh what's it the cracklands how would they actually get from the cracklands to the forest of glider and you can actually then map that route out with also the little townships and everything they would need to stop off of on the way yeah, it's interesting. I was watching Paige Neo's um, Newbie Dice video about the, the history of Mantica, and there was a bit where he got to the Trident Realms, and they went, well, we don't really know where they are, so he kind of picked one of the seas. We know exactly where they are. There's three of them, and we've got their names. There's Medusith, Mirim, and Illithish, 
And we know where the locations are because it's actually the material is there. But picking it out of the rule book is incredibly hard, even for people that actually know the the background of of, mm. of Kings of War. I think it's his. I think this is great. It's really addictive to start kind of plunging into it. I just want to start filling it up with stuff because um, I've nothing else to do with my life, frankly. But uh... <laughs> being an online thing, it's full of of hyperlinks. Um, so, like Mark said, you can pick a place, but then if you're in the book, you can see the name of that place on a map, and then to find where else that is in the book, you've got to flick through the book. Whereas if you've got a wiki post, and say you mention you know, some town or another, if someone's put hyperlinks in on that entry to the characters who are mentioned in being in that town, you can then follow it and find out a bit more. And then from there, you can follow that link to something else because something else will be linked in that. And you can start to join the bits of knowledge that you've got together um, without necessarily just being in the order that it is written in the book. You can then go back to the book to find out where it really came from and, and read the source material. And obviously, you want people to go and buy all of the books, you know, not just read the wiki. The wiki is to, to help you get into it and to help you join it all together. So hopefully the, the sort of the hyperlinked onlineness of that will will make that easier. And hopefully while away hours of your life as you just follow link after link after link and then realise it's two o'clock in the morning, you should have gone to bed. Or four o'clock for me and Steve. Have, have you got a little yeah. camera in our house? Because that's our house, not our joint house. We don't live together. Well, that would be really weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd be dreaming about me for ages. Oh, but come on. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. I, I, I wouldn't mind because then I'd have someone to play Kings of War with, as opposed to just uh, playing with myself, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> playing the Witcher. I need to get away from the Witcher. Good God. Anyway, there's a Witcher wiki. Don't go look at it. You'll get stuck. Ah, I can't be bothered. I'm already, I've, only, I've started in the, Witcher, in the Witcher 3. I have no idea about any of the backstory they're talking about. I've given up on it. Let's let's uh, let's have a game of Kings of War. It'll be fine. I know what we're talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Amazing. Well, any any last things you guys wanted to add or say about the the wiki before we close off? Uh, uh, go and read it. Yeah, go and read it. There are also little hidden, well, for me, little treasures because they're little bits that you find out and you've linked from a page. So things like the ways and the different portals it's starting to piece together how they link together, what sort of information there is behind them, which are spread throughout the different books. And I like that type of thing of trying to pull the various different snippets, which may only be part of a sentence, but it's pulling that bit of information together to make a little article. Oh, one thing I would add is if people do want to get involved in this, they do want to know more about it, We've got a Facebook group for wiki contributors. We've got a Facebook chat for the admins to use, but we've also got a specific group just for um, the Kings of War wiki. If anybody wants to be involved, they can join that group. And if Steve's able to put a link in his in his show notes, that would be awesome. And if people want to go there and they just want to talk about the, the fluff and talk about the fiction, even if they don't want to, you know, write anything or contribute a link to the to the wiki itself you know the problem with something like fanatics is it's amazing it's wonderful it gets thousands of hits of you know posts across a week which means something will immediately disappear right off of the screen if you want to have a chat about something to do with the narrative then come along to to our facebook group 
and, and have a chat about it. And if it goes somewhere, it can it can end up in the wiki. Cool. What do people search for if they if they wanted to look for that group? What do they search for? I, what did I call it? I think I called it. <laughs> you didn't call it Kings of War Wikipedia. So uh... no. <laughs> I found it. it's Co-Wiki Contributors. That's the one. Co-Wiki Contributors. Co-Wiki. So if you want to contribute, or you want to talk to the people that have contributed, because you just want to talk about Kings of War, you know, narrative and storylines. Come and join the group, and uh, be nice to have you. Yeah, come and ask, um, come and ask Kieran lots of awkward questions about his maps. That's what, and uh, yeah. ask Mark Marble to put you in his books, and uh, he probably will. Yeah. No, I'm not sure it'd be fine. Good, cool. Any, um, any, any. So, uh, you guys got any? I was just thinking of that. I'd hate to think what I'd be like in one of the books. You'd be a rat king. He'd, he'd be a troll. A he'd be a troll. Come on, let's be clear right now. Or <laughs> <laughs> an abyssal dwarf, but taller. A very tall abyssal dwarf. I'll be like elf in it, the tall dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So uh, we're obviously we're all in lockdown. It's been you, you did manage to run just before lockdown. There was a couple of tournaments down at the Shroud of the Reaper, right? You managed to run a uh, a COVID-approved tournament with uh, groupings and that kind of stuff. Mark, have you got any plans for for the new year, either of you, for your tournaments, or are you just waiting to see when and if we actually ever get out of this nightmare? It's a waiting at the moment because uh, everything's locked down tighter than the nuns at the moment so it's seeing when that chastity belt comes back off and we can start playing again from kings of hearts point of view we we host in a school the school won't be i can't see it being open for anything until at least the summer even if things do turn down tone down a bit so i think for us it might be a little bit longer than than mark's slightly more open place yeah i need something i think i need to find a new i, I was all ready to go in October and then obviously lockdown hits so we have to cancel and then um, it would, be, would have been my first tournament as well but I think we're looking for March but I need to find a new venue as well since it's not going to be reopened again so anyway that'll do us today until next time keep countercharging thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on Countercharge please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com on twitter at countercharge15 or by commenting on the countercharge kings of war podcast facebook group if you enjoy the show you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on itunes until next time keep countercharging Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. I've actually forgotten to put my headphones in. <laughs> you sound like you're talking through a, a, a ball of cotton wool, Mark. Yeah, because I forgot to put my headphones on and my mic was down by uh, my nutsack. <laughs> down by your nutsack. <laughs> That's where you keep it. It's the best place. It keeps it nice and warm, doesn't it, apart from anything else? That's it. Yeah.